All right, fuck, it's 2.11. I was going to record this later tonight. I'm doing it in my room. There's a bit of an echo, so if you hear that, just fucking bear with me for this episode. I'm just fucking pissed off. I, I told you I wasn't going to record till tonight. Hildy's Hot Takes. Episode 22. This is actually episode 22 this time. I'm not making a mistake, but I, like I said, I'm pissed off. I'm looking at Twitter, and I'm seeing this tweet uh, from last night of Brennan Gallagher punching Barkley Goodrow. With his glove on. They're in a bit of a scrum and Gallagher just punches him in the face. With his glove on. Just punches him in the face. Like, that happens all the time. Happened to me like 600 times growing up. I did it to someone else like 600 times growing up. You punch guys in the face sometimes. You you get a little pissed off. It's glove on. Okay? Like, he just punches him in the face. Like, if you want to go look it up. If you if you're read, if you're listening to this, and you want to go look it up. Just look it up. Again, this guy goes, "Yikes, Brandon Gallagher, sucky sucker punch on Barkley Goodrow." It's not even fucking bad, and people are freaking out online, saying that Gallagher only got a twenty five hundred dollar fine for this. What are we even doing here? Or uh, he punched some people in the straight in the face. Um, Guys making $39 million gets fined $2,500 for this. That would have landed... This one guy... Oh, my God. Guy making $39 million gets fined $2,500 for a sucker punch that would have landed him in jail if it was done in public. What the fuck are you talking about? If it was done in public. It wasn't done in public. It was done in a hockey game in the NHL. God. Some of these fucking people just do not understand what they're doing or what the hell they're looking at. Like, is the league that soft now that... It, if they're giving out fines for that, they're giving out fines for everything. Like George Peros has to be fucking losing his mind sitting in his office every day at all these morons thinking that everything is a fine or a suspension. Some shit just happens. It's a fucking violent game. And people are saying, oh, we're trying to make it more safe. It's not about that. It's about not being a fucking pussy. Okay. All right. Now I'll stop swearing. Try my best. But that was just... Had to get the ball rolling with that because I wasn't even going to plan on talking about that. But so sorry about the sniffles. I was just in a full body cold tub for personal best 12 minutes. That was a long one. I was cold. I'm warming back up. I think my body's just getting rid of some mucus it had all. I don't know. Anyway, I went to a country concert over the weekend. Dan and Shay. Um at the, the rink we play in here in Tulsa, the BOK Center. Six spot. Holds like 20,000 people. Um, very nice rink. Looked really cool on the outside. We had a nice box with all the guys. You know, it was a good time. But, like, country concerts need to figure it out. Because, like, the, produc- the production is just not there. Like, Say what you will about the music, and I, and I'll give Dan and Shay. That's a that's a compliment to Dan and Shay. I'll give them credit. They put on a pretty good show, all things considered. But they could make that shit way, way better. That's all I'm gonna say. Like they had this huge, huge video board. It was huge. That went across the end, and they were standing in the middle for, but I would say half the concert, standing in the middle on this like square that would like go up and down and that part was kind of cool. But the, the big, big ass video board, one of my, one of my teammates said, it looks like they have clip art up there. Like figure it out, put some shit up there. Like get the people going. Like 
I just don't understand that. Tame Impala, you ever hear them? Probably. They got some bangers. But like there's nothing really special about their music. They they have good music, but their live shows are literally incredible because their production is incredible. The mega production puts asses in the seats. Now, albeit the crowd was packed, but the whole genre of country music could be improved so much more by just adding a little more production to their shows. But nonetheless, I'll talk about some things that kind of pissed me off about those country concerts. And the number one thing I fucking hate about like watching a, a country artist is when they'll play a slow song and everybody's like, okay, let's get this shit over with. And then everyone says this for some reason, what's with country artists saying like, Everyone, they go, oh my God, thank you for sharing that moment with me. It's like, yeah, I fucking paid 70 bucks to be here. You're welcome. Like I wasn't intentional. You played a slow song and everybody was dancing. Like, thank you for sharing that moment with me. Like, fuck off. Okay. Fuck off. Okay. I'll stop swearing. And the talk in between the songs is just so corny. So corny. Yeah, this one, you know, I was writing, you know, back in the, when I was down in Alabama, you know, just working on some wood in the back of my pickup truck. I hope you enjoy this one. Or they'll just finish the song and be like, woo, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote that one back in 2009 when I was hanging out with my, it's like, yo, we don't care. And if you do care, you're kind of a nerd. There's nothing wrong with being a nerd. I'm a nerd. Everybody's a nerd for their own way, but. If you're being a nerd at a country concert, you're a double nerd. But like, let's just get on with the music. Say something cooler, maybe. Every I just feel like every time they talk, I'm just like, oh, boring. Or I'm just rolling my eyes because I don't care. Maybe it's just because they don't like the music and I'm picking on them a little too hard right now. And like I said, it was a pretty good show. You know, at, but never at one point did I feel like getting up and dancing. But, you know, it was a pretty good concert but still terrible compared to anything on a different genre of music like EDM. And I'm sure there's going to be people that disagree with me. And those people that disagree with me just have never been to an EDM concert. So um, don't be ignorant, just be better. We'll move on to the best and worst nuts. Yes, people, the nuts. Okay. I love nuts almonds. I'm not going to go through the list, but just like nuts that you would eat. Okay. Like not nut sacks or like nuts that a squirrel would hide in their fucking cheek for the winter. Is that what squirrels actually do? Hide nuts in their cheek in the winter? Like that's what you get told. You get told the wildest shit in elementary school. I feel and none of it's actually true, but anyway, the best and worst nuts. Okay. The worst nut I'm going to say right now is either the Brazilian nut those big ass ones that have no fucking place whatsoever being in the bag of nuts that you bought or peanuts because peanuts are just so bland and vanilla. They're like, they're like the water of nuts. I'm no knock on water. I drink it all the time. But like, if you want like the most probably boring, nut, just like the most boring beverage is, is water, then you're going to go with peanuts. Okay. But we'll move on to the top three and I am having a, a tough time putting these in a specific order. So I'm just going to say that these next three nuts, not up for discussion, are the best nuts of all time. Okay, ready? Um, Walnut, no, fuck. God damn it. 
Uh, top three nuts. Okay, ready? Cashews, unbelievable. Pistachios, unbelievable. And almonds, unbelievable. Okay? Cashews, pistachios, and almonds. Now, if I were to go one, two, three, I would have to say cashews, pistachios, almonds. I guess I just did it in the list in my head subconsciously. It's funny how the subconscious mind really drives a bus, isn't it? So yeah, almonds, people might say they're bland, but you know what? They're fucking healthy and I really love eating them. They taste good. You know, you, you split them in half, you can play with them in your mouth a little bit. Um, pistachios, you got to love the chase, right? You just got to love the chase with the pistachios, you know, cracking open the shell, getting them open, throwing them out, throwing the shell out the window, and then you're just enjoying a nice, like... Probably pistachios got the most actual flavor in it, right? It doesn't really taste like a nut conventionally would taste like. It's a little off the wall. And have you ever had pistachio ice cream? Fuck. Sorry, folks. A little sniffle there. Have you ever had a pistachio ice cream? Shit is unbelievably good. And I, I used to hate pistachio stuff. I don't know why. Maybe I just couldn't wrap my head around the fact that they were turning this nut stuff into ice cream. But uh, yeah, when I was working at a Shake Shack uh, one summer when I was still in college, you know, f- just blending shakes for the fellas, um, they had a pistachio one with some marshmallows in it, and it was top notch, high end smoothie. And that just became my favorite one. Ever since then, I've just been like craving pistachio ice cream. Um, and then cashews, you get some salted cashews, like planters, salted cashews, like those are deadly. I I almost can't even buy them anymore because I eat the whole like container in one sitting. And and that's just a lot of calories of nuts and you can't really be doing that. Um, so I got a little hypothetical for, for you listeners here. And before I say anything about it, I'm just saying it's a hypothetical and there's nothing wrong with being gay or lesbian. And if you are that, then then by all means, express yourself to your fullest uh, imaginable capabilities. But it was just a hypothetical that me and, and some people were talking about, um, you know, at the bar or like fucking uh, speaking of the bar, I got a little story at the end. So keep listening. Don't don't stop listening. But so we we're just we were just saying a hypothetical. Um, one of my teammates and his girlfriend came up to me. They, they were they were talking about it. And the hypothetical is, so what's, what's worse? So is it worse if a guy and a girl are dating and while that guy and that girl are dating, the guy says he is gay and breaks up with her? Or is it worse if a guy and a girl are dating and the girl says she's a lesbian and breaks up with the guy? Now, after consulting with some guys on the matter, we have come to the conclusion that it's obviously much worse if a guy says that he's going gay while dating a girl, because it's like, in your mind, it's like, okay, what the fuck's wrong with the girl? Not that it's bad that a guy is going gay because he might've been gay in the first place. And that's totally fine. If you're gay, I've already said that. I totally believe that. This is just a hypothetical and it's a what's worse. Okay. So fuck off. If you're going to try and twist my shit into some cancel bullshit. We said that it's like, what's wrong with the girl, right? Is the girl that bad that she seriously, she seriously made this guy go gay. 
Not that there's anything wrong with being gay. Okay, now that we got that off my chest, I'm just going to keep on going on. But then we brought it up to some girls, some girlfriends on the team. I was talking to some girls at the bar. And it was actually a funny story. This girl was actually really interested in the pod. And she was like, what are you talking about on the next episode? I said, well, I'm going to talk about this on the next episode. She's like, okay, I want to chime in. And she said, as a girl, she thinks it's much more embarrassing for the girl to say she's going lesbian because it's like, what's wrong with the guy? So we have come to the conclusion that the same conclusion that we would have came to anyway, because it's 2021 is that it's not worse or not worse for a guy or a girl to go gay in the middle of a relationship, because it's all a matter of perspective. And that's something that we were really diving into in this book club discussion I was having on Monday night, or was it Tuesday night? Or was it Wednesday night? It was last Wednesday night. I am an idiot. Speaking of that, there was a freaking tornado warning. I'm on this book club Zoom call through the Mindstrong Project, Harvey Martin, shout out them, changed my life, love those guys. And a huge storm is rolling through and fucking tornado sirens start wailing. Now I'm on the I'm on the Zoom call. So I'm like running around, I'm trying to find like the closet with four walls and all caved in. And I was like, what am I fucking doing? I'm just going to sit by the window and wait for it to get really shitty out. And it never really got to that point, but I guess there was a tornado touchdown like um, three or four miles from where my apartment was. So fucking sniffles. So welcome to Oklahoma, I guess. Um, So yeah, I was just talking about perspective and how a guy and a girl have two completely different perspectives where like as guys, like talk to five or six guys, we all decided on one thing and that, given scenario and then three or four girls all decide on the other thing in the given scenario so your perspective is, is fucking everything and we were talking about it on the on the zoom call and there was a bunch of different perspective per- perspectives and opinions that had to do with the book that we read on the zoom call there was about 15 to 20 people in the zoom call i believe and and we had a, a nice conversation about how strong or how much you should value your opinion opposed to someone else's. And we said right now in this world, everything is so fucking polarized that everyone thinks their opinion is a hundred percent factually true. And anyone that disagrees with them is a moron or an idiot or an evil person or an anti-vaxxer or a conspiracy theorist or whatever the fuck you want to call them. And that's just not how it is. Life is not black and white. I've said this many times on this podcast. People think the way they think because they have been fucking conditioned to think that way their entire lives. Everything that they have done, every thought they have had has led them to the moment that they are currently in and the thought process that they currently have. So whatever you say to them is not going to fucking change their mind whatsoever. And you getting upset at what they're saying is not going to change their mind whatsoever. It's just going to make that person resent you. And it's going to make you live a pissed off life because you're pissed off at everything people says that disagrees with you. So what's the best thing to do is to just not give a fuck about what other people think and just live in your own fantasy land of thoughts if you feel like that's what you want to do. But me, I have grown. I feel like I used to get really pissed off at what people say and I think I still do for the most part. But when I'm actually talking to someone I, I care about, and that I think is my friend and that I respect, I hear them out, right? Even if they um, have a different opinion than me or I think they're wrong right off the bat, I don't tell them that. I'm trying to hear them out and understand, okay, why does this person think how they think? And 
is there any way that we can maybe come to an agreement and say that, hey, you know what, maybe our thoughts aren't so different after all. Maybe we just disagree on a few things, but as a whole, we agree on plenty of other things. So just take that as a little food for thought as I segue a conversation about gays and homosexuals and lesbians and relationships and differences, opinions and perspectives. And let's just layer that all into treating everyone with respect and understanding that people have different thoughts than you. And that is okay. <coughs> Jesus. Oh my God. I don't know what's going on here, folks, but I'm sure you guys love how that sounds in the mic. But I got one last thing to talk about and then I'll send you packing on your ways. Just a little theory I've had about the pandemic and how it has affected hockey locker rooms or, or more, more specifically sports locker rooms around the globe. And my theory after playing on a team last year after the pandemic who, you know, like we were a very tight knit group. We were hanging out all the time. It seemed that everybody really loved each other. And, you know, there were so many really, really good friendships that were made on that team, lifelong friendships. And, and I think me and a lot of those guys and a lot of those guys and a lot of those guys and different tangents and different walks of life, you know, we're all keeping in touch. We're all, we're all making sure we're doing good, um, making plans to see each other in the off season, the people that live close. And it's just been really good. That was last year's experience. And, you know, we were on, even on a really bad team, like one of the worst teams in the history of teams. And, you know, we, you know, fought past all the differences on the ice and, and we still had a blast and we still were really, really good friends off the ice. Now come this season, you know, we just had um, 22 new guys that I, I had really never met before besides a couple. Um even guys that I played against last year in the SPHL that I, that I fucking hated playing against. Like if I saw them on the ice, I literally hated their guts. And, you know, we've all meshed together super duper well. Like you can really see it on the ice with how we're playing guys fucking selling out their bodies, diving in front of pucks, you know, taking hits to get pucks out. And then you can just see it in the room too. You know, everybody's got a huge smile on their face as they're walking into the room. Um, out on practice, you know, guys are having fun. Um, it's just good vibes at the rink. And I can't really say that necessarily was how it was before the pandemic. You know, there was clicks on teams and, you know, you have you have your teammates that you respect at the rink and, and you have fun with them. But, you know, I, I and even in college, like where it's supposed to be a really tight net group, which it was, I think it just feels a little different now because of the pandemic, you know, sorry about the sniffles, everybody, uh, everybody gets sent home, their seasons are cut short, people are going home from college, and then we spend what, like six, seven, eight months straight, where, you know, we're not really supposed to be doing anything, we're not seeing our friends, you know, people who played sports, you're not in a locker room for almost 365 days, right. And for a lot of people, like sports is an identity. And I know for a fact that I had a lot of problems with that where, you know, my future with sports was uncertain. I was just graduating college. I didn't know if I'd be able to find, you know, a pro, uh, a pro pro hockey job anywhere. And, you know, I didn't know what my options were going to be and I didn't know what was going to happen. And, and that really weighed on me as someone who was trying to figure out what they were going to be after hockey and what kind of identity I was going to 
um, you know, kind of assume. And then we just get thrown back into the fire again with all, with, with uh, all these teammates back into the locker room again. And, and I think everybody just realized how lucky they are and how fucking awesome it is to be able to play a team sport at a high level, to be able to be in the locker room with 20 other guys, to be able to meet a bunch of different people from different walks of life with different, uh, like I just said, experiences and perspectives and have the opportunity to nurture friendships and relationships in that way that, you know, hopefully grow into, like I said before, lifelong friendships. And I think that's fucking awesome. And when you grow up with that every single year, you got teams, your teams, you just assume it's going to be a given, right? I'll just have new friends next year. I'm going to play on a different team next year. And the pandemic, I think, made me realize, and I can't really speak for any any other guys, but this is just a theory that I've had, is it made a lot of other guys kind of feel the same way that I do, that going to the rink and being with the boys, hanging out with all your best friends is a fucking treat. It's a pleasure. It's a blast. And it's something to be cherished. And I just think because of the pandemic, that team sports as a whole, everybody has just gotten a whole lot more closer and a whole lot more understanding. And I think a lot of the bullshit that would kind of, you know, not break up teams, but kind of get people on the wrong side of each other on a team. You know, maybe I don't like this guy or this guy's kind of pissed me off. I think that is, is going away and guys are, are really coming around and just really embracing the team aspect and fucking being there for one another. And I think that's what it's all about. And the last two teams I've been on have been a fucking great example of that. And I'm just saying, I love it. So bit of a switch up this week, except for the start and, you know, the bitching on the country, country songs, but you know, I decided to come out this one with a bit of a, a emotional touch and, and a different perspective just like I was talking about the whole episode, I don't really know how to close this one out. So, damn it. I'm just going to say I apologize again for the sniffles. And I hope you enjoy episode 22 of Hildy's Hot Takes.